forget about thinking or speculating or wondering what might happen as a result of the new presidency, no one knows. Best ever listeners, before we get into today's episode, I want to ask you, do you have a strategy right now where you are getting leads that come into your inbox while you're sleeping? Do you have a strategy where you are optimized with both Google AdWords and SEO, search engine optimization? If not, then guess what? Today's your lucky day. We've got a free strategy session just for you, and it's with Dan Barrett. If you recognize his name, he was a guest on episode 565, and he is the only certified Google partner agency that works exclusively with real estate investors. Go to adwordsnerds.com forward slash strategy and get a free strategy session to learn with him how to implement an online strategy for your market in both SEO and Google AdWords. Go to adwordsnerds.com forward slash strategy. Best ever listeners, welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is a show where we cut out the fluff and we only talk about the best advice that moves your real estate investing business forward. And today is Friday. I hope you're having a wonderful Friday. Because it's Friday, we're doing follow along Friday where we talk about the entrepreneurial endeavors that I got going on and lessons learned along the way just to um, well, to share some insights that I have and Theo, my the co-author of The Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever, Volume 1, and soon to be Volume 2. And he jumps in there and shares his insights as well. He is also a real estate investor. Theo, I'll stop talking about you as though you're not here. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> I'm doing good, man. Looking forward to today's conversation. We're living in some interesting times. Yeah, absolutely. I'd say we're always living in interesting times, but sometimes the some things come to the surface more so than others and capture national headlines in particular. Well, we just elected a new president and there's a whole bunch of articles and TV. Well, I don't watch TV, but I assume uh, there are television stories about what will happen to the economy and perhaps if they're more relevant to us, what will happen to real estate as a result of a new president. And I think that those stories do a great job of one thing in particular, and that is sell advertising dollars and generate more clicks to their stories and help make the individuals talking about that more money. And I understand that by us talking about it on this podcast and by me having advertising sponsors, I am participating in that. But I will tell you that I am going to take a different approach that I suspect others are taking. And I'm not going to talk about it after this unless a guest brings it up in a podcast. And so here's my approach. If the question is what will happen as a result or what do you think will happen as a result of the new president taking office, my answer to that will be another question. And my question will be, what do you anticipate the weather being like this time next year? And we don't know. I mean, nobody knows. It doesn't matter if it was Trump or Hillary Clinton or someone else. We just don't know what the future holds. And my philosophy on this, and interest rates, by the way, can be grouped into this. And by the way, interest rates are going up for sure, but don't know how much. And the approach that I take 
with my business is that focus on what we can control because it's so freaking easy to get wrapped up in all the stuff, all the noise, all the speculation of what might happen as a result of Trump becoming president. But no one knows. No one has a crystal ball that I'm aware of. Therefore, what I choose to focus on are things that I can control. Let's go back to the weather analogy. If I know that there are certain weather patterns for my area or different things that I'm exposed to, then I'm going to prepare for that. If I'm in a flood area, I'm going to have flood insurance. If I'm in Florida, I'm certainly going to have insurance to guard against hurricanes. If I'm in Oklahoma, then tornadoes. And so we've got to have the insurance that we need to cover our properties. And that's the most important part of all this. I say forget about the speculation. Forget about thinking or speculating or wondering what might happen as a result of the new presidency. No one knows. Read an article. It will be well thought out. But by the time you finish reading the article, it's speculation. It's betting on black on a roulette wheel. You don't know. And so let's just focus on things that we do know. And I can tell you from doing over 800 interviews on this podcast, I can tell you there are three things that I do know that will help us guard against whatever inclement weather or sunny skies that come our way over the foreseeable future. And here are three things that we all must do in order to guard against that. One is to not be over leveraged. So everyone listening who is the king or queen of doing cash out refinances, putting that money into another property, doing a cash out refinance, putting money into another property, and you're leveraged to the gill on all your properties, well, this is for you, my friend. We can't be over leveraged when the rainstorm comes because when that happens, just like 2008 and Best ever listeners, if you're a loyal best ever listener, you've heard many stories about this over the 800 episodes of best ever guests who have talked to us about what happened in 2008 when they were over leveraged and people couldn't pay rent, people moved out, then they couldn't afford all their homes, they were underwater, and then they had to sell. So don't be over leveraged. And the over leverage, I like to be as specific as possible, but it really is up to you as far as what is over leveraged. Certainly, if you have no equity in the house or commercial property, that is being over leveraged. If you're borrowing all the way up to what you can borrow and you don't have any equity in the place, that's being over leveraged. The second thing is that we have to have enough capital in our bank to cover the stuff that will happen. It's not a matter of an election. It's a matter of a boiler going bad or an HVAC unit needing to be replaced and dropping 3000 to 5000 to maybe $7,000, depending on what it is, or a tenant unexpectedly moving out and $5,000 for move-in costs, which has happened to me last summer on a house. So I'll be more specific on this one because I have a better frame of reference for making sure we have enough capital. For the deals that we're doing right now, and I'm talking large multifamily deals, we make sure that we have 5 to 10% of the total equity raise. So let's say the total equity raise is $5 bucks. So that's how much it costs us to put the down payment, 
to make sure that we have all the closing costs taken care of, the acquisition fee, and then also if we're funding our improvements out of that, then we make sure we have that in there. So all the costs, if it's $5 million bucks, then we want to have 5 to 10% of that allocated towards operating capital. So that would be 10% would be $500,000. So we want to have $500,000 for a rainy day fund if occupancy unexpectedly dips, if the tenants or residents rather who are at the property who are carryover residents weren't necessarily screened as well as we thought they were, if the area gets hit with a couple big employer move outs and people are starting to move out, which I guess would tie into the occupancy dip, or if people can't afford the rents, we want to be able to have the money in order to float that and ride out the storm for as long as we need to. So those are first two ways. One is we're going to get in trouble. It doesn't matter who's the president. If we're over leveraged, then eventually the real estate cycle is going to come back. And what happened in 2008 to all those individuals will happen to us if we're over leveraged. Two is not having enough capital. We have to have enough capital. And I would recommend whatever capital you are bringing to the table for your deal, whether it's single family or multifamily or storage unit or whatever, whatever that chunk of equity is, then add five to 10% to that and put that in a nice little safe place and make sure that that is a reserve account. And then third, the way we'll get burned is if we speculate. So we all know this intellectually, but are we always practicing it? That's the key. So instead of speculating that certain things will increase in value based on what it has been doing, focus on cash flow. And I also do speculate to a certain extent because what my business model is, is we buy for cash flow, but then we force the appreciation. I guess it's called speculate. We anticipate, maybe that's just a fancier word, but then speculate. We anticipate that it will go up. Now, Here's the difference though. If I am anticipating something going up in value by investing money in it and it doesn't, then I'm going to pull the reins back and I'm going to stop investing money in that thing. What you don't want to do, what I don't want to do, what we all don't want to do is buy something and cross our fingers and hope that the value increases. Or if it's a fix and flip, then we're in a greater category of risk because we're putting that money into one unit, one house. Whereas a business model like a multifamily project, we can renovate, say it's a 200 unit, we'll renovate 10 units. If they're not getting what we want, then whoa, pull back, sit tight, use the reserves and just ride this out and cash flow a little bit, not a lot, but at least a little bit. So fix and flippers, you got to be careful. I don't necessarily have a solution for you other than run your numbers incredibly conservatively and make sure that you've got some cash in the bank to ride out the storm. Or if you need to, make sure you're making educated decisions on if you need to sell something quickly, then sell something quickly. So those are the three ways. It doesn't matter who's in office. And I'm not even about to go on one side of the fence or the other on Trump, Clinton, or Gary Johnson or whoever else. I'm not. All I'm saying is it doesn't really matter because there are only certain ways that 
the negative stuff can penetrate our real estate empire. And we have to be aware of what are those ways that are in our control. Because if it's not in our control, then screw it. Why worry about it? If it's in our control, which these three things are, over leverage, so make sure you're not over leveraged. Make sure you have enough capital, 5%, 10% of the equity, and make sure we're buying for cash flow. And then if we are speculating that things will increase as we invest dollars in them, make sure we can rein it in if we need to so that we're not plumping down all our money at once and then the music stops and we're left without a seat. I think that's really good advice, especially in regards to the things that are just focusing on things that are in control. I actually did a whole entire podcast on this election and kind of similar to you. I didn't really state what my opinion was either way. I guess the message that I wanted to convey to people that were listening and it was kind of more giving advice to myself as well as to just realize that at the end of the day, whoever gets elected the president of the United States is not going to affect your day-to-day life unless you allow it to and unless you get sucked into all the clickbait headlines that are reacting and being super alarmist, which would occur no matter who won. And I guess I think it's really good that in this podcast, we kind of just stressed that, hey, at the end of the day, your real estate business isn't going to change If Hillary won or Trump won, he's not going to come to your property and sabotage your investment or anything like that. The only way that your real estate business is likely to be affected is if you take the approach that some people seem to be taking, which is all hell is breaking loose and the sky is falling and to just get super bent out of shape emotionally. And again, as you said, at the end of the day, intellectually, we know that me knowing about politics is not really going to (laughs) matter. Unless I'm going to get into politics, there's no really no reason to focus on it, or at least there's no reason to let it affect me emotionally. But it seems to be that I am at least seeing from friends on social media is that people are having a triggered emotional reaction to this that, in my opinion, seems completely unwarranted. And I understand why it's happening because it's been hyped up for two straight years. But it just, it just kind of shows that people have a lot of difficulty guarding their minds from just outside poisons that don't really have any kind of functional or or positive effect on their business or just their lives in general. Yeah. And I don't know if I agree with all of your statements about how it couldn't affect the day-to-day. And I don't don't want to get into this too much, but it could in certain circumstances, perhaps not real estate related, but in other ways, I believe, just depending on who was end up being selected president. But I am intentionally staying away from this topic, diving in deep at least, and I want to stay more higher level and and more relevant to us as real estate investors. This is a show about best real estate investing advice ever. Well, I'm telling you, the best advice ever right now is to make sure you're not over leveraged, make sure you have enough capital in the bank, and don't buy based on speculation. And I would give that advice five years from now and the first day of my podcast, if I had known that advice the first day of my podcast, but I didn't, it took 800 interviews to really have that sink in and resonate. So that's what we can control. And I think the other lesson besides those three things is what I just mentioned, focus on what we can control. If you're active in politics, then I say continue. If that's what your thing is, then continue. Uh, I was reading an article in Times Magazine a couple months ago, and it talked about how they did a study on characteristics of very successful siblings. They did a study on multiple families who raised 
successful siblings. Like all their kids were uber successful, like inventing stuff and going to the pros and political seats and things like that. And one of the traits that was consistent throughout all the families is that their parents were involved politically and they stood for something. So that's kind of the part where hmm. I don't know if you and you implied it, Theo, or if you say I, I wouldn't take notes on what you're saying, but I believe it is important if you are involved in politics. And hey, I think it's great because according to this Times article, that's one of the characteristics that help lead to successful kids. So I've never really been involved in politics, and that's not my thing. But as Jack, my little uh, York York <laughs> Terrier, has has an issue with that apparently, as he's barking at someone, the mailman or something. <laughs> but that's not my thing. But I believe that it is important. If you believe it's important, best ever listeners. But going back to the more relevant topic at hand, as it relates to real estate, focus on what you can control and do those three things. What I meant was. Similar to you, you, you're doing a real estate investment and let's say something were to go wrong. Like from my perspective, when I bought my first property, I went to the house the first day and I forgot to turn the utilities on and the pipes burst. And so the only thing I could really control was whether or not I got emotionally involved and I, I you know, reacted emotionally and got really angry about it. Or if I just said, okay, this is happening. The fact that the water's pouring right now, the only thing I can really control is how I react to the situation. And so let's just react calmly and just figure this problem out. And I guess that's more along the lines of what I meant. Because from my perspective, at least for the way I react, was just try to detach myself emotionally and not get caught up. I really enjoy reading politics. I don't plan on stopping it. But whenever I get too emotionally involved is when I start finding myself making irrational decisions and saying irrational things. So I guess that's more along the lines of what I meant. That makes sense. Well, those are the lessons that I have for today that I both live by, and I'm glad we talked through this as well. Really quickly, other things, working on the 200 unit, and we're going to be closing December the 30th on that. Really, that's been the main focus of mine. Other than I've got some prescription cough medicine <laughs> that I'm looking at. I'm so annoyed that I'm not feeling my best, but whatever. Hopefully that prescription stuff will be done. And then this weekend, I'm actually in Chicago with Colleen. We're going to do some vacation stuff and go check out Chicago. And thanks again for all of you best ever listeners who gave me some suggestions, in particular in Chicago. Listeners who are in Chicago who gave me some suggestions for where we should go. So that's it. We're going to wrap up. Theo, anything else that we haven't talked about that you think we should talk about on today's conversation? No, I think it was really good that we at least kind of leveraged a current event in order to kind of relate it back to real estate and just kind of say at the end of the day, the same simple techniques work. And as long as you, you stick to those, then you, you should be successful. Yeah, I agree. Best ever listeners, if you are already reading articles, don't mean to imply that you are already, but if you want to continue to read articles about what will happen after Trump is elected, do it. I just don't know exactly what will happen. So we might as well just focus on what we can control. And those are those three things. Hope you have a best ever weekend, my friends. And well, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Are you a real estate investor and you're trying to do it all yourself? Then you got to stop the insanity, my friend, and go hire virtually. Virtual Office VA is a U.S.-based and trained real estate virtual assistant company 
They can free up your time. You can go to their website, learn what they're all about, and go sign up for a virtual assistant. Go to virtualofficeva.com. That's virtualofficeva.com.